Hey everyone, it is another day of God's grace and you have found Alter Echo and that makes me very happy. This is Pastor Andy Smith, St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Let's come into the presence of God together and join our faith. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Alter Echo on Pentecost weekend. This is one of those big festival weekends of the church year. People come to church this weekend in many places wearing bright red to symbolize what you'll hear in just a little bit in the Acts 2 story of the Holy Spirit's entry into the church and into Christians and disciples in the world like fire. And we're going to go there today. That's a pretty special uh, theme and metaphor for us. But let me just tell you this. Here we are. We're at graduation time of the year. Graduations are happening all over the place for high school students and uh, college students and graduate school students and even kindergartners, <laughs> which I've always thought was one of the most wonderful things. And so this is a good time of the year to be alive. Here in Minnesota, it's been raining all week. And last night, finally, the sun broke out. I got to sit at a lacrosse game and it was just a perfect Minnesota night after all the humidity had gone away and clear skies and a cool breeze blew. And uh, it was just a wonderful time to be outside. Masks are coming off of people. I, um, I'm going to just ask all of us to continue to balance when we need to wear a mask and when not. The numbers are still concerning, so let's keep paying attention to that because this is all about loving our neighbors. That elevates itself above even our own um, interests and our own uh, instincts and desires. We want to care for each other because we are part of the community of the world. And we are humans together. This is about loving God and loving neighbor more than anything else. Anyway, that's part of how our faith weaves itself into our lives. And I'm so grateful for you for all the ways that you care for uh, your neighbors and the people around you. Well, should we get to our text today? We're going to hear just a short snippet from Acts 2, and then we're going to go to Galatians 4. So those will be words of Paul. Let's listen first here to Acts 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where the disciples were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability." And then now, over to Galatians 4, 1 through 7. My point is this. Heirs, as long as they are minors, are no better than slaves, though they are the owners of all the property. But they remain under guardians and trustees until the date set by the Father. So with us. While we were minors, we were enslaved to the elemental spirits of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who are under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So, 
you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. Dear friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What I want you to hear in both of these passages today is that there is a before and an after. There is a before Christ knew us and we knew Christ, or a before we thought about the impact our faith has in our lives, and then an after, or a before we confessed our sin and the after of receiving forgiveness and a new chance and a new lease on life. There's a before and after in all of this. And at Pentecost, it is a before the Spirit invaded the world and the church and enlivened disciples in a brand new way, and an after which issued in the creation of the Christian church. Disciples, apostles, faithful, spreading out throughout the world, talking about Jesus, talking about this new impact that transformed and changed their lives. That's, that's where we're going today. So, will you pray with me first this prayer of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost? You'll probably recognize it. Everyone, let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations. Through Christ our Lord, amen. All right, I want you to remember the before and after, because that's what this is all about today. It's a before the Holy Spirit that that moves in us, that instructs us, that guides us, that makes us wise and faithful and opens our eyes. And an after, which shows in the way we live our lives, the joy we have, the, the faith and the hope we have. So remember the before and after. I'll tell you this, the title of this message today, my sermon in church at St. John's Lutheran in Lakeville, Minnesota this weekend, title is Jiffy Pop and Pentecost. So if you know Jiffy Pop popcorn, you've got to have that image in your, in your head. But let me tell you this first. I got an email a couple of weeks ago because if you listen to the podcast, you remembered that I talked about this incredible marinated pesto garlic chicken that I had. We talked about grace and how the marinade is just like grace. God gives us this incredible, flavorful thing called grace. It's unconditional love of us. It just holds us. It envelops us. And then it starts to soak into us. If we allow it, we can be as hard as we want to be and think we can still be faithful. It doesn't work, by the way. We can't be hard and resist what God has to offer us and still be faithful. That would be the height of hypocrisy, and we know all kinds of hypocrisy these days. But that marinade of grace gets around us, and we settle into it. And then over time, it just soaks in, and it it flavors every bit of who we are. 
So even in the Bible, all over the place, it says you can't love God and hate your neighbor, for instance. So grace starts to change us. And part of us being changed is just being, just letting God go to work on us and praying for that and and, and putting an end to our resistance and thinking that we just have to be self-made in every way. So that was a couple of weeks ago. And so I got an email from one of my friends at church the very next day and he talked about the sermon about the message and sitting there enjoying being in church again for the first time in over a year. And then he said, Andy, he said, um, please don't talk about food anymore <laughs> in your sermons. And he said that what happened is we walked out the door of church and we immediately went to the grocery store and picked up some <laughs> pesto garlic chicken breast. And I also heard that from another person, one of my staff members actually the other day <laughs> as well. Well, I'm not trying to be a stinker here. But uh, it is kind of fun that one of the images that comes to mind for me this year for Pentecost is Jiffy Pop popcorn. <laughs> you know what that is. It's that tray of popcorn in tin foil that once you put it over a fire, a campfire, or over even your burner on your stovetop at home, once it is close enough to the heat source, all of those little kernels that are in that big piece of, ultimately big piece of tinfoil start to pop. And the tinfoil grows and grows and grows and rises and rises. And finally, it just pops through the top of that tinfoil. And you've got right there an entire bowl of Jiffy Pop popcorn ready to be eaten. And it's totally delicious. You know what happened at Pentecost? All of those people, the faithful, came to Jerusalem, were drawn there by the Holy Spirit, by God. And they listened to the disciples preach and tell about the gospel of Jesus Christ. But you have to remember that all those disciples were Jewish, were from the same area. But all the people who came, came from the four corners of the earth, the four winds, this story represents as much diversity as we can imagine. God drew all people of the earth, representatives from all corners of the earth, together. And when the gospel was being preached, for as diverse as those people were, for all of the varied languages that they spoke and, and heard life in, every single one of them understood the gospel. They understood the universal language of God. And it was a miracle. It was a miracle of hearing. But the point of the story as well is that God wants our diversity to be together and to be unified. God does not want to make us all into one as robots, as though we are all the same. The beauty of the story is that God's dream is for the vast, beautiful diversity of life to be unified in love. I'll say it again. God's dream is for the vast, beautiful diversity of life to be unified in love. So this is what the church is meant to be. This is what the church is meant to be. Are we that way? So think about it just for a second. Has Pentecost had an effect on us? Or do we look the other way when themes of diversity arise? 
diversity is something that we have a hard time with sometimes. And it's because of conditioning that many people have, have had in their lives. But we should be looking at the beauty of every diverse way that God has created life as a gift. So let's go back to Jiffy Pop for a second. This is all about before and after. I'm going to read to you a couple of lists right after the reading we had in Galatians today that the Apostle Paul gave to the church. But let me, let me, let me give this, this metaphor for us first today. Jiffy Pop is all about being close enough to the heat source, isn't it? If you never put that Jiffy Pop pan on the burner on your stove or over a campfire while you're out camping, which is one of the best things in life, if it only stays in the grocery bag, it never pops. Those kernels never reach their potential. They are meant to be fully popped pieces of popcorn. They're not meant to stay as kernels. And so they haven't gotten close enough to the heat source. What's the heat source of your life? What's the real heat source of our lives? The heat source of our life is God's love. This is ultimately what God is about. And when we get close to the love of God, when we open ourselves up, when we stop resisting, when we let ourselves be close enough to the heat source so that we can realize our full potential of the way that God has created every single last one of us, no matter who we are, when we finally get close to that heat source, that's when Pentecost happens and we become transformed. Let me tell you this. There is a poverty of love in our world right now, and especially in our country. We just have to name it and admit it. There is a poverty of love in our country right now. You and I all have experienced it. We have experienced people being at each other's throats. We've experienced the hair trigger. I'm snapping my fingers because that's how quickly it happens. We've experienced the hair trigger that people are on. I just got an email last week from a former parishioner who is still angry that we haven't opened our church fast enough. Yet, we've had a team of people studying the pandemic two of whom are physicians and one a PhD in public health. And this person still feels like we haven't done well enough and was angry about it, see? We are, we are in a time when the, the poverty of love has taken us over rather than the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We've actually kind of gone backwards in this time from where God wants us to be to where we ourselves would rather just be because instinctually it's easier. So here's what I want to do. I want to read for you the two lists that the Apostle Paul gave us in Galatians 5. And then I'm going to just tell you one story about being transformed, about being close enough to the heat source so that someone became the delicious, wonderful, joyful thing that God had meant them to be all along in their lives. From Galatians 5, 19 to 21, Paul says this, Bring an end to fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions. Think about how often this is happening right now. Factions, envy, 
drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. Paul knew what it was that divides us, all these things. Paul knew what it was that wasn't of God, all these things. Paul knew what it was that was easier for us than the hard but beautiful and faithful work of being transformed by the Holy Spirit and having the fire of God's love within us. Here's the list that he gives then in verse, verses 22 and 23 right after this. He says, You are to put on the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, generosity, and self-control. Just stop for a minute and take those in. Who wouldn't want those above those others that I named a bit ago? Who wouldn't want to live with joy? Who wouldn't want to let love overcome anger? Who wouldn't want to let kindness and generosity and faithfulness and gentleness be our guide and way? The transformed you and me over factions and jealousy and strife and anger. So this is a before and after today. The image is the unpopped kernels of Jiffy Pop that just sit there and be versus the fully popped, delicious popcorn that people love and that brings joy and that shows the, the fullness of the potential that God created for us. So here's the story. It's a story of transformation. There was a kid in a church, and he had been dropped off by his parents. I think they were probably at their wit's end by him. He was, he was so energetic, but he was a stinker. He really, he really wasn't. I think they dropped him off at church because they thought this is the best place that he might be able to experience some change. People can have a, a different impact on him. And so he got involved in Sunday school and he drove Sunday school teachers crazy and the other kids around him too. I mean, he was really a, he was really a little stinker. And even in that church, didn't take long for him to earn a particular nickname. <laughs> some, of the, some of the people there called him a little booger. And I'm sure in fun, of course, you know. But they just didn't quite know how to handle him. But he stayed and year after year after year, he went to Sunday school and he got into confirmation. And all along, one of the people that had come close to him was the youth minister in that congregation. He really took a shine to this kid, maybe out of feeling it was a challenge, you know, a little project. But I have a feeling that this youth minister really had a deep grace in his heart and a love that came straight from God. And so over time, Booger Johnson... Booger Johnson, the one who earned that nickname, started to change. And he started to change so much that by the time he was in high school and a youth-led worship service came about on the calendar one Sunday that year, guess who was chosen to give the opening invocation, to set the tone for church that day? Booger Johnson. So here is how the bulletin read on that particular Sunday. Prelude, Johann Sebastian Bach. <laughs> Invocation, Booger Johnson. And Booger got up to open the service that day with a prayer, with the invocation. And here's what he prayed that day, everyone. It went like this. 
Dear God, bless all the men here with long hair today, and bless all the men here today with short hair, and bless all the men here today with no hair at all, (laughs) and help them to love one another for Jesus' sake. Now, that's a transformed life. He got it. He understood diversity. He understood the variations between people. He understood that a place like a church was meant to be for everyone. Long-haired, short-haired, no-haired at all. Men, women, children, slaves, heirs, like Paul said in Galatians 4 today. Everybody from the four corners of the earth that God drew together to hear the gospel of the unifying love of God that takes root and residence in our hearts. And once we're close enough to that, heat source changes us. Everyone, are you availing yourself of the heat source of God, of the Holy Spirit? Are you taking enough time to think about your life and even wonder about your actions, whether they are compatible with the gospel of Jesus? Or are you letting the instincts of whatever is going on inside of you come flying out before you can even think about it? Our faith is all about grace. It's all about forgiveness. It's all about the new life that can come again after we've messed up, which is the best part about this. And then it is about staying close to the heat source of the Holy Spirit, which is the love of God, and asking it, letting it, hoping for it, desiring it to change us and transform us more and more and more. That's what Pentecost is all about. And I hope we look around at each other and celebrate who God has created us to be and then do our part to help people stay close to the heat source of life, the love, the all-encompassing love of God. Blessed Pentecost to all of you, dear friends. I look forward to being with you again next week. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you 
in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.